Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just. Cats. Cats, cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. April 27th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your hump day edition of the show. Hump day. Glad to have everybody in. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, and pop on in at Thornton's yourself on the way into your place of business this morning. Get yourself a... Hot coffee. The wife told me yesterday she always forgets to have her coffee, and then when it's middle of the day, she thinks it's too late because then it'll keep her up. And I said, just go into Thornton's in the mornings. Boom. You won't forget that way. Also, um, I used to think that way too, and now I drink coffees at 3 in the afternoon. I'm I, that's what I told nine. her. I was like, just do it. Just have one. Have, <laughs> yeah. Like, and she was like, "No, then I'll be up." And I was like, "Well, maybe you will, but just try it." Like, you yeah, know, maybe you won't. If you need it right now, then you need it right now. Yeah. And if you end up staying up a little bit later, then so be it. Or you I was drink like, a I, smaller I, cup. That is what? No, I can't do that. <laughs> dumb. That's a dumb idea. And also, we have gotten like very little sleep because we had that we had the surgery yesterday, and that came out of nowhere. Came everything good? Field. Everything good? Yeah, everything went well. I'm sure. Thanks for little. filling for me. I was listening because I wasn't doing anything else, but. I was uh, I was tuned in. I was still in southern Indiana. I wasn't too far away from you all. But the surgery was supposed to be in June. And then they were like, hey, actually, we had a cancellation. Can you come tomorrow morning at 6? And we were like, whoa, that's 
super early and very sudden. Yeah. Like, uh, but we also didn't want to have to go another two months of ear problems for the baby because overall she's a very happy, mm-hmm. loving, sweet baby. Her just poor ears hurt. So we took care of that yesterday. Gosh. Afterwards, was it rough? Uh, yeah, it, it was. Because I was wondering if it would be a instant fix or if it's a, it takes a little while just to. No, and there's no guarantee that they like totally work work. I mean, it, it's a guarantee that it'll make things better, but it, no guarantee that like it'll totally stop. But we're supposedly this morning, she was in great spirits, but Good. also coming off the, the, the laughing gas, if you will, she was, uh, they just, do that to babies. Yeah. They, I mean, they have Whoa. to for the, cause you can't keep a baby's head still right. when you're putting tubes. That's, in I didn't, I would never thought they did that to babies. Yeah. They're only That's under crazy. for like anywhere from like three to 15 minutes at oh, okay. most. And it's not, it's just the, they put it over your nose. So it's not like going in. It's not a heavy anesthetic. Yeah. Um, but it is so sad because like when they wake up, they don't know, like, right. It, the, like all their just primal instincts have been abandoned or are different than what they thought. And they're still a little loopy and they don't know why. And so like when she'd burp, because it probably felt different in her head oh, with the yeah. ears, she'd just start crying. And it was the saddest thing in the world. But hopefully that won't be the case today, and hopefully she's doing better. But it was... Uh, I mean, hell, I come out of laughing gas confused. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody, everybody does. And let alone when you, don't even, you can't even process what's really going on in the world, and then all of a sudden you just wake up and you don't you don't know why you feel loopy or things feel different, your head hurts, all that sort of stuff. So she's a trooper, though. She did great. Mom did great. This place in southern Indiana, everybody was super nice and friendly. They're still doing the only one parent can go back sort of thing. Just such a load of baloney. They did, like, and they were nice. Like, they were like, yeah, it's, we we wish, but, like, we don't make the rules, blah, blah, blah. They were like, truthfully, it's probably, it may never go back to, like, multiple. I was like, that's the what? dumbest thing in the world. I was like, that's, that, that's just kind of cruel to, like, make parents decide you, well, which one can go be with their child during a you, surgery. Like you know that. what they, uh... It, it does feel like the UK basketball, we're using this as an excuse because we don't want to deal with the people. Kind of like Big Blue Madness camp out, I think oh, that, COVID, I, and then it just goes away. I, I think that's their excuse of this is how we cut back on people. Because I'm sure sometimes um, there can be some um, uh, over hy- hypersensitive parents that, you know, probably, you know, can get in the yeah. way, can be... Armchair quarterbacks. Right, right, right. Make the so, incision there. What are you doing? <laughs> that's actually pretty, oh, that, I just but, think that'd be like an in, You're out. You're well, out. But apparently some of the worst patients are medical professionals because they are no like you know. Could see that. You know. Yeah, I could also see teachers. Shots fired, bro. T- 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 <laughs> teachers and nurses. No, I'm kidding. They uh, the only thing I'd say about teachers and nurses is they let you know that they're teachers and nurses. Okay, Matt Bevan. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I have anything against them. It's just don't you know all your friends that are nurses? Yeah. Now some of it is the uh, you see them in scrubs maybe too. So that's a big like a uniform sort of thing. Yeah. You yeah. know who else does that? Hotel employees. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody that comes in. I know one in, hotel employee, no, no. and they're in this room right when, now. When they go to other hotels. I don't do it per se, but everybody that comes in that works at a hotel has to feel the need to tell us that they work at a hotel. Like, cool. Awesome. 
What do you say when they say that? But basically that. Like, great. Good for you. <laughs> How's the operation? <laughs> right. Like, what am I supposed to say? Should we do the handshake? Like, oh, <laughs> but I, but uh, I can get why that would be annoying. And the, the hotel industry is larger than... But, like, if I go appraise a house and somebody's a real estate agent or works in real estate, whether appraise, like, they mention that too. And sometimes you can just make small talk about what's going on in that field. Um, let's see. Do radio host people let other radio host people know Ooh, that they do radio? I did one time and I was, I might have been a little intoxicated. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And I, tried, I was probably a huge. I mean, I tried was, being relatable. Nope, not no probably um, about it. I'm sure I was a douche uh, younger. Like, I remember one time I couldn't get into a parking spot at a UK football game, and I was just like, um, I I've just made it up. But I was like, Tony Neely, I I I, I do radio. Tony Neely said we had a spot here, and they were like, oh, okay. Tony said, and it worked. Like, it worked. You didn't. Oh, there was wow. not a list or anything. There, to check? No, we weren't on the list. If there was. I don't know. We were having. We were. Nice. We were in a bond. And hey, I really that, that's the time where you use that I wasn't card, try, though. I wasn't trying to like be like Mr. Bigwig. I was just was trying to get a parking spot in line to get a parking spot, and 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 it worked. But not to interrupt your story. Sorry, has I interrupted your story? Oh no, no. It was. I just went to a stand-up comedy show, and I was a little. You know, we pre-gamed the event. Had a little birthday party, and I ran into the comic ahead of time. It was like, oh, man, love hearing you on the radio. I actually do radio, too, to try to, like, <laughs> be Joe Cool. And the whole time, I just I, – I, I felt myself, like, fangirling a little bit. I was like, dude, Rouse, just shut up. And I go to turn around and talk to uh, Brooke, and she – she she was the one like standing getting drinks for us. She hands me a drink. She's like, Nick, you've got wing sauce on your face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you idiot! I was hoping maybe they'd he'd use that. the The comedian would use that. Like, in the come bit. back at me. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I was talking to somebody before the show. Big ogre looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> wing sauce all around his mouth. Uh, yeah, no, it, it was, everything went smoothly. The, the, the staff there was really great and, uh, the, the nurses included. So hopefully things will be better for little Lucy and you all did well yesterday. It was fun to listen to. I, I do love the irony in, in that one text into the Thornton sex line yesterday it did crack me up, but I do love the irony of a texter making fun of my geese story which i have an update on no big deal so we'll tease that for a for a big dramatic story <laughs> and then roush comes out and gives an update on the cat and secondly justin i yes could a mouse be in a bush or a small shrub or tree sure but that you don't see mice there you see mice yeah, below but you, ground but you when see you mice <laughs> down on the ground not up in trees but it was first of all it was a bush is what he said yeah shrubbery. and second of all you were just so definitive like a mouse isn't gonna go in yeah, there you don't see like mice just this isn't little Stuart. they're not gonna like make a little tree house in a shrub and have the cats come knocking if, on their if door if you're running from a cat you gotta go where you gotta go i think more likely there'd be like a bird nest in there or something <laughs> like that but but what do i know besides the fact there are eight geese missing in linden damn it yeah! the lady did i tell you all that like a dog is hurting was hurting geese oh, like it's great like they mine, mine he tries to be a herder whenever he's around big animals yeah my dog's just the biggest baby um He's getting worse with this child, unfortunately, for sweet Abe. But um, anyways, there's like this people go to that pond all the time and 
they had a dog that was chasing the geese. And I didn't know, like, the way it kind of looked, it looked like either somebody was training. Did that tell you all this part of that, the part of this? this? No. Nope. Okay. I don't know if I didn't if know he was who, training or if it was just being a dog. Correct. Um, or if it was like a paid, like somebody paid somebody to come get the geese out of there. But anyways, pretty dog was border collie running all over the place and getting the geese all wound up and flying away and whatnot. So the lady was there yesterday with the dog, and I went over and talked to, with her because we had to be home with the baby yesterday. And so I had some free time. Long story short, and she. Uh, she was like, yeah, I was paid by the place back here to get the geese out of there. And I was like, did you happen, like, when you started, did you, like, notice, like, you know, seven or eight big white geese? And she was like, yeah, I noticed them. They flew away just with the other ones. We were told to get them all out of here. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's what happened. Wow. There's the conclusion. Wow. They're gone. They flew away. They so- paid to get the ducks that were your friends out of there. And somebody said they called the place and asked if they did that, and they said they did not do that. So oh, con- so they're in denial. Con- it's a cover-up. There's conflicting reports, but regardless, the geese are gone. Didn't you say they were friends? So it would make sense that they would fly away together. They were. They were like a family. Yeah. Yeah. They're a gaggle is what they call it. They didn't They didn't want to leave each that other. That made me sad, to be honest with you. Uh, does it make you sad that Antonio Reeves is gone, Roush? Gone! <gasps> No. This is so simplistic, like I, the reason. I, I, it, it killed me not being on radio I, yesterday. I was just shouting at Hannah, my my sports takes. I do, I do <laughs> love that. Now, m- much of it came out after the show. I mentioned Baylor Shireman uh, hopping in the portal, but we had yet to have the reports of contact and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Kyle Tucker was basically like, hey, seems like maybe this guy's going to go to UK. When you got a Kyle Tucker 500, war- you know <laughs> – when in the chamber, when yeah. he's when he's going to put in the legwork to do it, then you know that there's some legitimacy to it. Um, but it was a when you had the Tom Leach like, oh, it could be a, when Tom Leach is saying there could be a commitment, and then it doesn't happen. You naturally think like, okay, is UK trying to pump the brakes on this thing? And I, I, I pretty plain to see that UK was trying to. They knew they could get Reeves if they wanted him. But there was a, let's wait and see if something better comes up in the portal, and bada boom, bada bang, Baylor Showerman, just like that. Because, I mean, this is, you can find waivers and stuff, but essentially they had one more week where they were going to have to play the the waiting game. And maybe that's why Reeves had that May decision date set in stone, because UK told him to wait until May yeah. to announce his decision. Yeah, there, there's a lot. There's I, I have my guess, but I guess you could go down a couple of different avenues. Uh, the Antonio Reeves stuff could be Sharp-related, possibly. That's not my guess of how that is unfolding. Um, it could be Shireman-related, which we got to – I want to just talk about his game and talk about him as well, but we'll get to that. It could be – Theoretically, could be Sharp and Shireman related. That that could be both. Mm-hmm. I we had talked about in detail on this show, and we and we were with the long list of people that were assuming Antonio Reeves was going to be a Kentucky Wildcat. So don't go, don't go being mean to people that were like you said that they were going to get a commitment from that guy. Well, we did too. Everybody did because it was pretty much set in stone. You had the staff telling Tom Leach and other people that work in the broadcast side of things, which was strange. And they were even telling them to put it out there that good news was was on the way. I don't know if that was like Keeneland drinks were involved and let's just have some fun with this stuff. But everybody was on board with Reeves being at UK. And then something changed. And if you're 
Connecting the dots to something that changed certainly seems to be Baylor Shireman. The 6'6 wing, great three-point shooter, great passer. Defensive numbers are better than you think for a goofy-looking white dude. Ooh, he looks like Jim from The Office. No, that who you're going with? Yeah, uh, we, there was. I'll, I'll show you a picture, and I'll post it to the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. It, it, it's the basketball episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In I an mean, early season one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that would seem to make sense. Now, again, we discussed uh, we wanted Reeves in that Davion Mintz role coming off the bench. I think one thing maybe we've learned in the last few days is that they were selling uh, Reeves on the Kellen Grady role. And I think when maybe they caught wind or UK or when Reeves caught wind or maybe UK told Reeves, hey, we're looking at the Shireman fella too, maybe Reeves said, oh, that's that's going to put me on the bench. That's going to, if they're bringing in this guy, mm-hmm. or it's going to, or maybe it doesn't put me on the bench, but it doesn't guarantee me a starting spot, which by the way, that's what I would want. I'd, I'd love to bring in just Shireman and Reeves. Uh, really, I think maybe I, I'd rather have a Sharp if we're being honest, but That'd be good. That'd be two good players between the two of them. You'd probably get something. You'd get scoring each and every night. You don't know who it would be. Like we talked about with the front court all season, Roush, you just need something out of that forward position. Uh, most of the season, you got it, even if they had to combine for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have the, enough Keon Brooks games like at the Kansas one, and you probably didn't give Toppin enough minutes. But regardless, it ended up not being a major issue. Same with the wing if you had Shireman and Reeves. I would love both of them just because at that point, if one of them had an off night, the other one probably wouldn't, or at least would be able to do enough where Wheeler, Wallace, some of the other guys could could carry the load, and it wouldn't be such a wouldn't be such a bad thing that your three would, would play poorly. But Shireman's such a mismatch problem. And, you know, the comparison, not in their games per se, but think of a Darius Miller to, to a certain degree. And Darius Miller, I don't think his assist numbers were anything amazing, but he was a smart passer. If he didn't have the assist numbers for it, then maybe if hockey assists could go a long way for him. But as a role, you could do so much with Darius. He could, if he was open for three, you felt great about it. If you had somebody smaller on him, he was – basketball he, he was a basketball genius and watching enough of Shireman I'm not gonna pretend to be the biggest South Dakota State basketball expert but they were a good team and they played in big games and they were on TV frequently for a team of their level he is a basketball genius as well he's just somebody that you want on the court because he's gonna make good things happen and it's really fun to think about him being on the court where Roush maybe he's the fourth best player third third fifth best player I don't know it just it probably depend on the lineup at that time but when a defense couldn't key in on him it's fun to think about how good he could be right right and he also seems to fit the Kellen Grady role more so than than Reeves would Experienced college player, good program, winning program. Winning program, I think, is very important. Maybe not at the level that UK wants to win big games Been in the NCAA tournament. But big conference games with like, hey, either you win and you're in or you lose and you're out, that's important, and he's won a lot of those games. Well, and he also did – Reeves was a scorer at Illinois State, but Shireman did a little bit of everything, kind of like Grady. Uh, You know, the 46.9% from three is certainly what jumps out the most, but 16 – Points a game, eight boards, four and a half assists, and 1.3 steals. That's a guy who does a little bit of everything for his team, and that's the kind of MO that Grady had coming in, and that's what he had to do 
whenever there was that string of injuries. I mean, you, we had the Kellen Grady point guard game. You know, that, that, he did he did a lot, um, and that was despite having the the plantar fasciitis he was dealing with all year. So, yeah, uh, I, I I think just Shireman in general just gives you a little bit more, um, and he also is more of a. Uh, yin and yang to what Chris Lovingson does, who he would be splitting time with at that three position, you know? That's so, a good point. Um, I mean, I actually think they couldn't be more opposite of one another. Where Livingston is this great athlete who's good at getting to the rim, dunking on fools, and Shireman, crafty, skilled, excellent shooter. So I, I ideally, you get this guy, it just matches up perfectly. It, it does. It's funny you say that, Roush, as I'm sitting here watching a video of him slashing into the bucket. But I mean, <laughs> but that's what, and that was kind of to my point. He does do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And I only watched him in that one NCAA tournament this game this year because I had some skrill on the, the Jackrabbits. Um, because, yeah, I was thinking that this big dude was just going to stand out and shoot threes, but he kind of, um, Gosh, and I hate using all of the like white guy phrases, the like, ooh, European skill. But the way he uses his shoulders to kind of shield off, because he's not he's not playing above the rim, you know. Um, he's playing low to the floor, but he uses his body well to get space to create a shot. So uh, I'm a big I'm a big Baylor Sherman fan. What can I say? I, his last name is not spelled like I thought it would was. Yeah, it's I before E except after C, but also after Sherman. Ah. And E. St. X, when I was in high school, we had two teachers spelled the exact same name. One was Mr. Sheeler and one was Mr. Scheller. They were spelled the same? Both biology teachers. That's crazy. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. confusing. Um, Both just. Oh, nerds. Yeah. Nerd alert. I remember one from when I shadowed St. X, and he'd be like the teacher that would like sit on like the desk and like be like, Fellas, let's open the books. Oh, All right? yeah, Mr. Cool yeah, Guy. What a, yeah, <laughs> and then he'd lean his back against the chalkboard and get chalk on his back. Like, uh-huh. oh, no, did I, wait, come on. Toilet paper on their shoes. Yeah, but I just remember being like an eighth grader shadowing and being like, ah, oh, man, I don't thought I wanted to go to St. X, but not so sure anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, I, I did want to make uh, one more point on Shireman. Um, the take out there. There was so remember I, I love I, hot I, takes. I didn't I didn't like I just didn't feel like dealing with it because it was such a horrific take. Like it just didn't deserve the attention. I gave Justin Rowan a little hell when he was like Kentucky doesn't need Shane Sharp or Kentucky's better without Shane Sharp. Like that's just a ridiculous thing to say. The other ridiculous thing came from uh, Chris Hatfield yesterday. Big big on having some ridiculous takes, <laughs> and. He's he's a big Louisville guy, and you know what? I, I like a lot of his basketball stuff. He's a big gamer guy, and I, I enjoy following him on Twitter. Sometimes you just gotta jealous of uh, his lifestyle, being able to just watch games all day and gamble. Yeah, that's what I would love to do. Yeah, um, but he uh, he said that Shireman isn't for for all about his three point shooting. He's bad. He, he's bad against power five opponents yeah, in three point shooting. He was five of twenty one against power five opponents. Well, he was three of five against West Virginia and three of five against Iowa State last year. So maybe he was looking back two years ago. Um, it's a limited sample size. But the funniest part of it all was Louisville has better shooters on their team right now. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The University of Louisville has guards that are better shooters than this guy. All right, what? 
Did we watch the same basketball team last year? Those guys couldn't do anything. I must have missed that part of the Oh, my gosh. I was just, man. And and I I I was like, also, do they even have guards on their team? Who's who are their players? Is it Jared West? Is he? Is it that guy? Like, come on! No, isn't Jared West is gone? That's what I'm. Or yeah. who? Who is? Who's on their team? L. Ellis. Oh, the streaky L. Ellis. He's good. I, I'll give it to him. He can score some points. He's streakier than is as streaky as they come. Who are Give me other, a freaking. Who are the other? So I mean, it was the it was the worst take. It wasn't even. I couldn't even dignify it with a response. It was so bad. Oh man, L. Ellis was thirty six percent from three last year. That's actually better than I thought. To be and I bet if you went through his game log, he would have games just nothing, absolutely nothing, and then five threes. You know, I mean that's 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 what you got kind of out of him. There was no consistency whatsoever. And he only made three total in the final three games of the season. Oh, but better three-point shooter than the other guy. Mm. It's 46%. Three and nine. 33%. Not great. I just – I love the notion. Like, Wolf fans, they knew they weren't going to get him. That's a good way to just go ahead and write him off. Oh, you know, we got better shooters anyway. <laughs> I, I do think it's fair to look at players like this and Antonio Reeves included and say, all right, what did they do against Power 5 teams? Because this is going to be mm-hmm. what they're going up against. Now, of course, the very easy counter to that is, yeah, when they were going up against Power 5 teams on their mid-majors, the Power 5 teams were double-teaming them. Keep like They were the focal point of the defense. Mm-hmm. They won't, they, that will no longer be the case, so you do need to take that caveat with that. But I still think it is, hey, did Link bother them when they were the focal point? Did they just completely collapse, or were they still able to do some okay things? I think that's all right to look at. Yeah, I, I guess I'd looked over or just glossed, you know, glossed over, forgotten the Louisville better shooters part. That, that's that's <laughs> I mean, outlandish. No, the, you, no, you don't. In his you last just, game not. in the NCAA tournament, um, it yes, was against Providence. Providence, 18 points, 10 boards, 3 of 8 from 3. So, not, gr- I mean, it's still 37.5%. Like, I, yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah, exactly. And so. they, they, I mean, they were a super trendy upset pick to win that game. Mm-hmm. I think even to the point where maybe they were favorites or mm. maybe just like two point dogs. It was it was like two and a half. I think I uh, yeah. probably have it somewhere. Pretty over narrow. Here, but, yeah. uh, but anyways, and they it was a good game. Mm-hmm. They they gave him a run. I thought he played all right, all things considered. And um, yeah, Providence was a three point favorite as a four versus thirteen. Yeah, crazy. Providence won though. Couldn't even imagine getting upset in the first round. <laughs> he did play poorly against Alabama last year though. Oh, of seven from three. Wow. Yeah. Never mind. Don't want him. <laughs> Out. I, I really was. I, I was like, all right, I need to I, – do I – I had to think about if I wanted – it wasn't like instant for me like it was for everybody else when they were like, yes, get him, get him. I was like, all right, if you get him, what would that mean for Reeves? And then as kind of my brain started to work, it was like, oh, this has already meant something for Reeves. So there's a reason why he hasn't actually followed through on this commitment. And then I am on board that like, yes – this this is a piece Kentucky should add. I wouldn't really want to be done, but it seems like they would be if they brought him in. I just with all the injuries UK had this past season, depth matters. Maybe mm-hmm. you still have enough, but I still would want just like one more score. Maybe somebody that you tell like, hey, maybe somebody you reach on that like averaged kind of like when they did with Jacob Toppin. You know, Jacob Toppin's numbers yeah. didn't blow you away, nope. and you, they didn't bring him in for that following season for him to 
be a big time player. We're still kind of waiting for him to have a, be a big time player for Kentucky basketball. But go get somebody like that on the wing or at the two. Maybe that uh, Thoreau guy that they're looking at, the guard Henry right. David Thoreau. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> no, nah, it's like a French name, and uh, well, uh-huh. Adim uh, like Adim Thiero. Th- you you know oh Thiero. Yeah. yeah, his um his visits today. Yeah, maybe that's the guy that I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I do Tiero. Yeah, his dad played for Cal at Memphis. Okay. That's what it is, yeah. Um, I do. I was all over that one. <laughs> yeah, but I, I get what you're saying, though, where not every transfer has to come in and be – they didn't have to always be world beaters at their previous destination, and you don't necessarily need them to be a world beater right away at Kentucky – as long as they're because pr- I think that's how we envisioned CJ Frederick's role last year before everybody got hurt, including him. Because mm-hmm. ideally, that's a good point. You know, like I- ideally last year, Frederick, he's not the first guy off the bench, uh, but he would have been. I mean, hell, how many games would he have started just because of injuries? You know, uh, he could have played a significant role last year if he oh, didn't gosh. have that hamstring injury. Yeah. And of course, like I think we even said that when he was hurt, it was like, should be okay. But what, I swear, I think we said that. It was like, Kentucky should be all right without this injury, but just in case there's other major – like, watch UK end up needing another shooter or something like that, and then sure enough. Oh, yeah. Everybody Can't got hit cold a three. and UK <laughs> Everybody needed, got hurt, cold, uh, all at the same time. It really well, Gosh. There's this cloud hanging over Kentucky basketball. What do we have to do to, like – can we get Mangus to go back and delete that tweet? I, I think that really – that. Didn't you all have a texter about Mangus yesterday? <laughs> So I was about to say, according to the texter yesterday, we'd have to go back a long way to find that tweet. <laughs> Did you all see John Morant's dunk last night, by the way? Yeah, Cal was in the background for it down in Memphis. Gosh. Oh, they he's allowed in that building? Oh, yeah. They good. let him in? That's a good point. Or do they take his ticket and then say, eh, actually, come back for the next game? Memphis. Goobers. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll talk more UK basketball recruiting. We do need to talk some football as well. NBA games last night, we can get into those. Uh, I'm sure Scoot's got something cooked up for us. Huh. I've got I've got a little bit of a rant on, yeah! the, on the NBA. That's a tease right there, well, baby. On the NBA. Yeah, on the NBA. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But one that I think everybody will get behind. Okay. For nostalgia purposes. Okay, Ooh, I'm intrigued. That it's like jersey or logo or music. No, Some, no, no. Okay, it's more complex than that. Oh. Wow, you got me. You got me hooked. What a tease from the Scoots. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll. Oh, Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's the fact, Jack! With Walker and Roush. That's the fact, Jack!
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Go, go. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Show goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. That's right. We have an FM and an AM dial. They're both great. Streaming the show live works as well. BigXSportsRadio.com or the TuneIn radio app. You can download it or just go to TuneIn on your desktop and just search for Big Exports Radio. Listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And that podcast brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Haven't tried Cornbread Hemp? What the hell are you thinking? Come on. All organic, full spectrum CBD. It's whether you got aches and pains, a little extra anxiety, pop in one of those bad boys, get a great night's sleep. Um, they've got products for you that, you know, maybe you don't want the extra string gummies. Maybe you just got a bum knee. They've got balm you can rub on that knee to help it feel better. Mm. A lot of different products for you, for your dog. Just go to cornbreadhemp.com, check them all out. And when you check out, the promo code Big X will save you 30%. Wow. 30%. Outstanding deal. So visit there today, cornbreadhemp.com, promo code Big X. I'm hearing that 30% is more than 25%. Oh, you bet your sweet buns it is. Mm, sure is. We love cornbread hemp. You will as well. Uh, if you're thinking about Mother's Day, right around the corner, and I think a lot of Louisvillians are out, are going to be – God, that's, look, that's looking at look, looking at you, buddy. <laughs> Think that Sunday after Derby, where you got to get in kiss ass mode, is gonna hit you. Dude, like a that's ton of bricks. it's gonna come. W- Especially too with fast. a pregnant wife. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, I had an idea. I've got to follow through on it like this week, though, or I'll just completely forget. So, okay, break. <laughs> I gotta put that on my to do list because I'm definitely gonna forget it. It's gonna, it's what, gonna, it, what is what's on what is it? What's you, to get a gift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I've got a good gift idea. What is it for uh, my wife? What is it? Tell me, tell me, tell me now. She what's could, the she gift? She could be listening. She doesn't listen. <laughs> she could be listening. She, she could doesn't. be with her all of her kids at school. No. I, is it weird that I don't even know when her school starts? Yes. I think it's seven thirty. I'm not sure. Do you, you don't know what time she the, starts. The, I know they get out the around two twenty-five. Around two twenty-five. Yeah. What time does she get to the school? She leaves the house before seven, so like seven fifteen or something. But yeah, I, I don't actually even know. Does she have a homeroom? I believe so. I don't know how all those things work though. Uh, I wish you'd tell us the gift. What a what a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer. Yep, yep. Uh, you'll don't... just have to wait. That'll be the big. We'll tell Derby stories the week after, and then I can share. A big Mother's Day gift. It's not quite a tree, but maybe it is. I'd like for Mother's Day, Brooke, to just be like, all right, Roush, sit down, and you just have to watch the videos I took of you yesterday <laughs> for an hour. Oh, I hope that's it, because then I'm just sitting down, <laughs> just sucking down Gatorade. Just you have to watch what you what you did. Oh, which, by the way, cornbread hemp, going to be big for that Sunday. Oh, yeah. It's going to be rough. Well, my mom, she always likes to go to the track, which is an amazing Mother's Day. Yeah, like yeah. That, well, I'm a huge fan of that. But I guess they're not doing it this year. No, so it's no, the day it's after. the day after, yeah. That I'm seems sure that... dumb. Like, okay, the... well, you got you to make more money on Sunday, too? Tough taters. Yeah, I think... It does seem like lost part... opportunity. Yeah, it really is. Well, I think the big thing, though, is cleanup. Because if, for Oaks... And I only know this because DeSales, like their football team or bat, my brother did it a couple of years where they pay 
you know, local teams to come. They pay them lump sum. You clean everything up. Oaks is uh, all right. Everybody come in at eight thirty, and then you're there for three hours, and you're done. Derby's a little bit bigger of a beast, and they just tell them to come in Sunday. They're just like it's come in Sunday morning. Be here at six a.m. We'll get you out by ten. Bada boom, bada bing. But I also think it's first race at noon on Sunday. I think they're staffers after having a week straight of working. You know, so they're like, we're going to give these people a break. (laughs) But I do. I will say, I'm sure Churchill Downs is disappointed that the once every seven years they miss that Mother's Day. Yeah, but because that's that's a good. It's a ton of money that day. Thanksgiving Day is a big one. Let's Um, spend a hundred thousand dollars on an extra cleaning crew. And you still just roll in the dough from and that I, side. I, and I, you know what? I bet they've done it before, but people are probably tracked out. Ooh. You know. And also think about like all the like out of towners that are like, "Hey, all right, well maybe we'll go Sunday for brunch too. Mother's Day, we'll stick around town for get a some little bloodies. bit. Yeah, get some bloody marys. Missed opportunity, Justin. Yeah. I agree with you, but I do want to hear your NBA rant. Oh, uh, can I also, before we just recommend, start taking vitamin C now, folks. It's going to be a long week. <laughs> Justin, NBA rant. Got it. All right, so before I go get to that, I want to provide a draft update. NBA Communications came out yesterday. 60 draft spots, 283 players in the early draft. 283 yeah. for 60 spots. That's <laughs> just mind-blowing. But anyways, so I was watching the playoffs last night. Game five or six, whatever series I was watching. Why in the hell are we playing seven game first round series? Oh, I like it. I hate it. Yeah. I absolutely, and I know I know what the answer is going to be. It's it's all because of money. But when you think back to when we were younger and you had a three three game first round, five game second round, and then seven seven, it was so much better. There was so much drama. Teams played harder. I hate the seven games. My memory games. of the first round of was there NBA ever? playoffs as a kid was the Raptors always playing in the first round and losing with Vince Carter. <laughs> and then sometimes the the Wizards would be in that first round and also losing. Um, but, yes, they were best of five but, back then. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't best of three. It was. Or, I, I think that – No, it was it was five in the first round and then sevens on the way out. Back in the day – I want, I don't I, ever I, remember it best of three. Back in the day they were three. Maybe not in our lifetimes, but they were three. For I mean, that's – that's ideally what I would want to see. That'll intrigue me for the NBA playoffs. Give me three, five, seven, seven. I'm in. I think if you're going to do seven for all of them, it's or so for one stupid. of them, it's you just should too do much. them for all of them. It's too much. If it's the playoffs, it's the playoffs. And I, my only issue with the NBA playoffs is how many teams they let in. I do like that the too. format of their like play-in tournament thing. I think they should have like six teams solidified in, and maybe you can give like the one and two seeds a bye, and then do a play-in little thing for like seeds 12 through 6 or something I don't know but yeah I don't I, I'm out on the I guess play it'd be a little too. bit more exciting if it was fewer games or the series would move a little bit quicker but we had some good we had some good matchups in the first round I'm all right with them playing more games yeah I mean there there were some okay matchups this year there's but not always there's that, not yeah it's not always yeah. as good as the first round yeah well and, and I think for me the biggest part where I can get behind that, Justin, is it's, this has been ongoing for two weeks now, and we still have the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies playing. Right. You know, like I, I just, and they're playing at 11:30 at night. I don't know. I just, and of course, I don't. I'm not watching the playoffs every single night, but Monday night was a night I picked to. St- I was going to stay up later and watch. I had some other stuff to do, and of course, the games are just duds. You know. Last night, it's I think some of the works. games were good, but yeah, the the one night where I'm up late and like, ooh, this will be fun. Maybe the Nets and Celtics can be interesting, and it's just like, 
Meh. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Thursday night TV. Get the draft. Ooh, draft. Sure there's going to be some NBA games, although I don't know exactly very, which ones. Very, very happy, too, to have a draft where I, I like having the UK guys in the first round, but Friday, we, we were talking with Freddie yesterday. Friday's going to be fun because you know that four guys are going to get taken from UK, and that kind of keep you plugged in. That's a great second screen watch, too, if you're at work. I'm sure you'll be at the appraisal office and you'll have your, your multiple screens up. Having the draft on in the background and you just get like a, ooh, I remember that player. And then they show their highlights and then you think, oh, well, they could be they could be pretty good for that team. That, that's fun. It's it fun. is fun. We got closeout games on Thursday. It's a huge. It, it, do we make Thursday a Mega Sports Thursday? <gasps> they have to. Uh, 76ers, Raptors in a 3 2 series. Oh, did you that see that game's the, in Toronto too? So maybe Toronto ties it up. So Doc Rivers has lost seven of his last eight potential closeout games. Ooh, did it's not know that. A new re- he he's lost good. he's lost more closeout games than any other coach in NBA history. <laughs> Suns Pelicans. That's in New Orleans, so Phoenix will have to close out on the road. Yeah, you got teams having to close out on the road. Mavericks go into Utah. Did the Suns end up winning last night? They did. Yeah. Mikel Bridges had 31 without Devin Booker. So they need him to play well without So Booker. yeah. We'll 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 talk to the council, see if we make Thursday a Mega Sports Thursday, but we'll let you probably know that tomorrow. So your rant was you want fewer playoff games. Yeah, I just well, it really all just boiled down to when I was watching last night. The NBA is so hard to watch. I mean, it really, really is. I, I as much as I try and try and try to love it and and pay attention to what's going on, it's so hard. When the officiating, the the play style, it's just when you're used it, to college basketball, yeah. it it takes some time for your brain to adjust. Well, and I college basketball is my number one passion. So when I try to convert that to NBA season after college basketball comes to its conclusion, it never works. And I'm I'm, I'm I'll get into the NBA playoffs. I'll have a little interest, but it's not it's not like I want it to be. I will, I, I do. I shouldn't say I love the NBA. I like the NBA because it's basketball played at its highest level. Um, I just think, I do think, as I'm saying, I didn't want them to take away playoff games. I think the magnitude of games just kind of drains. And then I watched probably the first time this playoffs that I watched an entire NBA game from start to finish, which is probably actually a rarity for me just any season. But I've watched as little NBA as I can remember this year. But finally on Sunday, watched a game. And my overall sentiment of the NBA was just totally played out in front of me. The Warriors-Nuggets game where I'm watching, Nuggets are playing well, there's cool plays, but I'm just telling myself, like, this doesn't matter what's going on in the first, second quarter, the third quarter. Like, the Warriors are going to come back, and then the final, like, three minutes, I bet are going to be amazing. And guess what? The Warriors came back, took the lead. The final three ma- uh, minutes were amazing. The Nuggets won. The home crowd left happy. And it was just like, I feel like I wasted two, and I wasn't just exclusively watching the game. I was playing with the baby or walking around or doing right. errands or whatever uh, around the house. But my eyes were on the game for the majority of it. And it was true. It was just like, I could have, I could just score watch on my phone, see what's going on. And then when it's like the under five, boom, come back well, and switch it on. Uh, unless you have the... 
the worst is when uh, you, you have it as background noise and then you expect a comeback to happen and then it's just a 30 point game. Yeah, you look up yeah, and, and you're just like, like what oh, the well, hell? then at that point, you're like, at least I wasn't, you know, that was what I was worried about. And I was like, okay, the Warriors are going to come back or the alternative is the Nuggets are going to run away with it. Either way, I'm wasting time watching in the first, second, and third quarter. Um, if that, they just, that's the only that's the NBA's biggest issue, I think. If is they how do you just, make people invo- invested the entire game? If they played as hard as they do in that last five minutes or so, just the whole game. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. They play 82 games in a season. Play less games in a season, then. I you will know? say that um, I had a great time at the only NBA game I've ever been to. Don't remember a single thing from it. Just like just boozing the whole time. I don't even know how much I watched. Where was it? Pacer game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who'd they play? Uh, the Cavs, and that was a bad year for was the Cavs. Was it LeBron? DeAndre Liggins no. was playing significant minutes. Are you going to no, say no. something? Are you going to say no, something? Not to regret? disrespect your, <laughs> your favorite player, I'm about to say something TJ, that you're not going to like. He's playing in Taiwan right now, and he's doing pretty damn well. So I think <laughs> you may want to watch what you're about to say, pal. Isn't Taiwan like in a... Ukraine type situation with China? No. Uh, well, th- do you think that we have to? They're not war? at war, yeah. but there is a political like it, when we go to the Olympics, they have to be called Chinese Taipei because China refuses to acknowledge them as a country. I thought I read something that China was planning to take them over. Soon. Oh, they might. They might try. A lot. Yes. They might try. They've they've basically said that they're going to. Um, but the thing that people need to remember is that there's only basically been one successful water craft i'm using quotations because that's not the right word for it water there's basically amphibious amphibious invasion yeah and And that that was was d-day and like you know look how many people died and look how many people it took yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and not that china wouldn't be able to do that but also it would just be so many innocent people just get slaughtered with the way that for what And and there's history talk well or geopolitics yeah geopolitics we'll go with that well, they also are probably looking at, oh, Russia didn't just waltz into Ukraine that, and that, and, take and it also easily. like let's look at the the huge reaction nationally. Like, yeah. oh, everybody was pretty all Ukraine. Um, yeah, they don't want to mess. DeAndre Liggins is thriving. Long story short, thriving. He's got a kid that's playing, and like we'll see him on UK's radar in like eight years, and that's not a joke. And, and you're and gonna like, say what? Yeah. How are we so? And, yeah. Legacy recruit. Don't care who the coach is at UK. Don't care what the roster looks like. Don't care if little DeAndre Liggins kid is a two star. You're <laughs> on board, baby. You got a full ride. You you swim in that nil. Uh, DeAndre, just think, oh, man. Bring him back as an assistant. Time. Just imagine if there was like legalized pot and nil deals with DeAndre Liggins. <laughs> <laughs> Big oh. Blunt Liggins Incorporated. All right. So this brings me back to something about Bevo Sharman we didn't discuss that was in the Kyle Tucker article. Um, his agent. Oh yeah, is a big UK fan. Said he he fell in love with the Cats watching Patino's teams with Walter McCarty, Tony Delk, Antoine Walker. Big UK fan, so that's good. Kyle mentioned that he also represents or represented Nigel Pack, who signed an eight hundred. $500,000 deal, nil deal with was, Miami? Uh, I think basically like a $400,000 deal. There was we go. two years guaranteed, so okay. it was 800000 So the question that I have, because I know that there are certain constraints on agents and all this, does the agents get a cut of the nil deals? They'd have to, right? Yeah. Okay, because yes. I, I, just, I just knew that 
the, the <laughs> that's the part where this is confusing because when they first started allowing agents, there couldn't be anything transactional. But that was also before name, image, and likeness. So I would assume that the agent would have to yeah. get a little bit of a rake. Yeah, okay, they, they, which makes more sense. And it would also make sense to have an agent if you're in the portal to help figure all that stuff out for you. So what do you think this guy, admittedly huge UK fan, tells Baylor? Like, there's obviously a, oh boy, it'd be an interesting spot to be in the agent's shoe right now. Because on the one hand, like, he I'm understands what UK comes fan, with UK. And I obviously would want you to play for the team that I root for. This would be amazing. But how do I express this to you without you thinking that I'm just trying to steer you oh. to my favorite team? Although it just it does make sense. Like Kentucky's got this starting position at the three, need somebody that can spread the floor. And here's somebody that is saying they want to. Do you see what he said that he's looking for in school? Like somebody that can help me try to get to the NBA, if mm-hmm. that's you know if that's ultimately a possibility. I want to play on a team that can compete for a national championship. I want a coach that is known to push their players and be tough on them and blah blah blah. Just like oh, so UK, 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 yeah, UK. Like he basically, but I guess there's some folks. I, I guess he grew up a Kansas fan, so people are worried about that. He's from Nebraska, so right? Right. Geographically and regionally, Maybe. Kansas could be the the better option. The, the what was funny was that when I first Googled his name, uh, a Nebraska website talked about him being an option for Fred Hoiberg's Nebraska Ballers, which I was amused by. Love the Nebraska uh, ball. Antonio Reeves had Nebraska ball on his final list, although it seems uh, like it'll be Oregon for him. I also think if you're Baylor too, not only do you think about your agent's self interest in fandom but also monetarily because i would think that kentucky would probably be where you would make the most either there or a place like kansas where unless he literally used his name and went to baylor think of the nil opportunities there oh oh which i was very confused reading some of the quotes thinking about baylor like it was like baylor could be and i was like wait at that point are you playing for the name on the front of the jersey or the back both (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> do you mean do you mean Bofa <laughs> what's Bofa uh, Gigi Jackson's committing today a lot of people think he is the best 2023 guy right up there with Wagner and the other the, the others in that class oh yeah I'm getting my years mixed up it's easy Sorry. to do yeah, I yeah. do it all like it's I've sometimes for, I'm like Reed Shepard's 2024 nope he's 2023 like yeah I do it all the time mm-hmm. um I'd always thought that UNC was the favorite for him. I don't know that. I don't even know what his crystal ball looks like or anything like that. I'll just say this. His list is Auburn, Duke, UNC, USC, South Carolina, USC, Georgetown, UMass, and G League. Like, all right, he's not going to go to UMass. He's probably not going to go to Georgetown. He's not going to go to South Carolina. If Duke gets this guy, we got to – whatever they're doing to nil is better than everybody else. Because at that point, you're not just having all these amazing, best-of-the-best players go and commit to a coach that's never coached a game before. And by the time Gigi Jackson would theoretically play, unless he reclassified early, which people don't think he's going to do, although if he goes to Auburn, keep an eye out on that, by the way. Oh, okay. Um, I'll keep my eye out on some that. Some people, the, the, some UNC folks thought if Caleb Love left and they didn't get the Tyrese Hunter guy, that Gigi Jackson could reclassify. 
I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a, there's an, actually any truth to any of that or if it's just fan talk or whatever. But if Gigi Jackson goes to Duke, that's going to be a sign to not only UK but the rest of college basketball, you're behind in the nil game. If they're able to convince all these star players to come play for a coach that's never coached a game before, then they must be getting money that is significantly greater than other places. Because in other places, you could sell exposure, you could sell being the guy, you could sell nil. My guess is it's probably if you just saw the dollars and cents of it all, it'd probably make total sense. Huh. Just be a, sense if Gigi Jackson goes there, um, it, that well, regardless, Kentucky needs to up their nil game one way or another. But if that happens, then Duke is just having a different pool of cash than the others have, and, and that needs to change. That shouldn't be the case. Man, I um, hmm, I I want to talk about some some exciting news in hour number two. Wow, is this actually something to get excited about? It's it actually I I'd, I'd clap my hands and went woo when I heard it last night. Man, and Brooke was like, "What are you so?" Fired up for. Okay, David Sis thinks Jackson's going to UNC. Certainly he wouldn't reclassify now. Certainly. He'd be, like, coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. But he's good. He's a really good player. Okay, well, I can live. If he goes to UNC and doesn't play till I can I can live with that if that happens. All right, I'm excited for this good news in hour number two. Roush even shouted Man. at his wife. It was so exciting. Yep. We'll come back. We'll tell you what that is. This is Kentucky Roll Call Roll on Big X Sports Radio. Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Scooter, Bustin' Kalen. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, Here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker. Nick Roush and Justin Kalen on your Wednesday hump day morning. Hump day. Get out and enjoy it. Get out and enjoy it. I hope the big guy enjoyed his birthday. Listen to him on the Mike Rutherford Show from 3 to 6 on Big X Sports Radio. Trevor Kelsey celebrating his 42nd trip around the sun. He went to Salsaritas for his Man. big day. It doesn't even have to be your birthday to go there and enjoy the delicious quesadillas, burritos. Uh, he did the steak tacos. That's a good choice. My dad, not a huge, like, you know, Mexican restaurant fan. What? Uh, he's Just for whatever reason. He, like, likes all the food there. I don't know. He just doesn't like it in that form weirdly hmm. enough but uh he wanted a burrito he had a hankering for a burrito from from salsaritas the other day and making going and picking up a burrito for my dad one already save a lot of money using the salsaritas app but free o'clock when dad's uh, when you're picking up dad's lunch which is always great secondly he just is like i want this as my meat and then you can just pick whatever else for the burrito he is like the anti-picky eater he like he's just so can't can't do how, any wrong. Can't do any wrong. How are you the way that you are? 
I'd usually when I make his burrito, I do it as like you know if I wasn't scared of food. <laughs> like you, extra you sour all, cream, baby. You pick all the things that you never exactly. would pick. Yeah, <laughs> I live vicariously through his burrito orders. But you can do that at Salsaritas. It's all so good. It's delicious. Two locations in Louisville: Middletown and St. Matthews. Check them out today. Middletown has drive-through. Download that app; it'll save you money. Or pick up burritos from my dad, and you could get a free one. Either or. Everybody, a start of a round of applause. Mark Gimbert, see you later, baby. Get out of here. Get out. Never come back. Well, in a year. (laughs) Damn it. I mean, I think you could say. This is what made you shout in front of your wife. Yeah, and she was like, well, why is that a good thing? I was like, because he's a big, dumb idiot who's really dumb and a dumb idiot. And at that time, my neighbors were coming home, and they were just hearing me. Yeah, he's just the dumbest idiot that ever was dumb. Brooke looks out the window. She's like, don't worry, Wilson. It's just about Mark Emmert again. (laughs) You know how how the mister gets. (laughs) It was while I was grilling, and I kind of might have slammed the grill down a little too fast. It was probably a little jarring. I was just very excited. Because he's a big, dumb idiot. And why do you need to, like, what is this, Coach K retirement tour? Nobody's giving you any gifts, Mark Emmert. They're giving you the gift of a foot up your ass on the way out the door. Football stadiums and gyms. Like, he he could retire in June. That's plenty of time to find a replacement. Yeah. Good good riddance. Here's the things that we need. One, entirely too long to have just him in power, especially because he was horrible. But really, anybody, even if somebody was doing yeah. like a solid job, hey, what if we got some fresher ideas after 13 freaking years? Uh, get him out. He's got to go. Uh, it's too long, even a year. He's been in power too long. And secondly, he did stink. He basically just sat on his hands as everybody else was freaking out. I don't know if his approach was if we're just kind of quiet, maybe this stuff will go away. They could have worked with student athletes universities figured out this nil stuff they did not and it's now it's kind of wild and crazy but to be honest I'm entertained so I don't I don't care all so much but you're I I would say all this Roush you all of us hooting and hollering doing a round of applause what if they hire him with somebody worse and oh, they could I, I would is that possible I wouldn't doubt I wouldn't doubt if Mitch Barnhart would be interested. If you if this was happening four years ago, I'd almost guarantee you that Mitch Barnhart would probably get that job, or at least get that job if he absolutely wanted it. Yeah, and I, I'm, now it may be a little too late, but right, right, right. I wouldn't be shocked by it by any stretch of the imagination. What if they get somebody in that's just still like very conservative in their NCAA Which ways? Why Mitch Barnhart? A traditional would make sense. list. I know that's why he would fit he would check those boxes if they wanted to go that direction but what we all should hope for is somebody they don't even necessarily have to be younger we're no ageist here but it would need to be somebody that's got fresh ideas is excited to take on this new horizon of NCAA college athletics and what it means and not somebody that's going to try to fit a square peg in a round hole and that's what basically the NCAA had been doing the last few years so good riddance. Let's hope that they go in a different direction. And shame on the presidents that kept him in power so long. Seriously. Didn't he get like voted unanimously for a contract extension? Yeah. Or whatever. What, what, what are you all doing? Yeah. So and, and it was just it's a it's a boys' club. I'm sure there are also women in there. So apologies to them. But just from the term phrase, it was a it was a folks club. I guess I should say a folks to be club. to be more inclusive. 
And they were kind of older for the most part. But yeah, shame on them. Everybody was getting paid. They didn't really care, despite saying they cared about the student-athletes. If Mitch does try to get this job. Oh, Giovanni's got some scoop. Oh. It's Giveny. TJ. Giovanni. As expected, Shaden Sharp was accepted as an early entry candidate. Leonard Miller was not on the initial list but because he, he had to fill out additional paperwork. So does that mean? So I guess that would mean Sharp is eligible, eligible. That would be the definitive Sharp. If if is it definitive? Is anything definitive with this? No. But the NBA that came from the NBA. That was their early entry list. Their list, yeah. So you would imagine if the NBA list of early entry candidates has a player on it, that player would be eligible. You would think. You would think. Now, was it Jack or was it? Who who's the recruiting guy that's been like? There's a lot. The players are going to file file grievances against him if he's allowed in. Have you seen that? Have you heard about that? Uh, I have, but I, I don't know who's who. It's from though. I'd like to learn more about that. Not that I think it's what they should do or it's fair or, or anything. I just would like to hear and learn more about that. But I, I would think if the NBA is releasing a list like that, that would probably be the he's eligible. And if he's eligible. I get the Calipari saying he wants to be a top 10 pick, but if he slides, you know, what does that mean? It, yeah. Pretty clear he doesn't want to play don't college. think he's going to be playing college basketball. Yeah, yeah. All right, but that's fine. If you can get Baylor in here, I think that's going to make a lot of folks happy. Yeah, people really wanted uh, Scott Drew, too, so make a lot of sense. jokes we can have fun with that yeah we can have a lot of fun with that yeah i've also appreciate i clicked on the list for the <laughs> i clicked on the list for the nba draft and whoever did this early entry list it was a very much like a ksr hack job where they didn't just put it in excel and copy and paste and center it all it's very off-centered to where they definitely just use the space bar to type over it's very it amuses me it's the little things but if it's that, very silly. So, Roush, if that amuses you, and this goes for all the listeners as well, Google the word askew. Spelled just like Devin's last name. Okay. It's crazy. It show up all crooked? That's what it did for me. Oh, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> and like it not, took me a second Not to... centered at all. Yeah. yeah pretty that's, crazy. That's a good time. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good dad joke kind of deal, <laughs> When did you – how did you learn that? I saw somebody post it on Facebook. They were like, Google askew. So I did. Because <laughs> it's, and... it's very – like at first – Oh, I it, does thought... on, it does on the phone too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good time. Oh, man. We're all just having good laughs. What a, what a wacky Wednesday. Google just steals all of our information. We're having fun at the little slanted. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like 2001 internet, you know? Oh, oh man. Shucks. All right. Text on into the Thornton's text line. I guess let's pull this Band-Aid off. A texter says, KRC text. Here's where it said gross one million. Don't know the source, but it seems like a reasonable n- number text. Oh yeah, as oh, for the source for the on alcohol text. sales. Sorry, yeah. Uh, but on, I don't have on, access. So I didn't click the button. Of what for the concert? Yeah, million dollars gross in alcohol sales. Yeah. So you can imagine if you had. Let's what, just keep faith. Let's just again make 40, UK have to cut co- or make UK have to come out and be like, no, we're not doing alcohol. Because they had what forty or fifty thousand. People 
probably at that show. It was pretty pretty. I full. would guess in between there, yeah. Yeah. Of course, they had one end zone that was wide open. But then they had everybody on the field, so Which probably you know, makes up for that. Yeah, right. Good point. So there was there was a ton of people there, and if you're just buying, I'm bad at math, but if you're dry, buying two drinks a piece at ten dollars a pop, we all know people were buying more than that. That seems like a reasonable number. Yeah. So if you let's say there's fifty thousand people there and everybody was spending twenty twenty bucks. What's the math? Carry the one on that. Ten mil. Then you got to pay the people, though. It's true. So you take that out, but yeah, yeah, that's wild. Wild. No, just one million. It's one million. Is it yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, just one zero. Really glad. Um, I, I I hate to go back to it, but the you, G- got, you got me for a second though. Mm-hmm. The Giovanni mentioning Leonard Miller. Really glad that we're not. I, I did not want to. Do the whole. Yeah, I think I think he would have been good. Yeah, but I did. I did not want to play that game after playing it with Sharp. Sure. Just didn't want to even think about it. You know. Yeah, they brought him on campus though. Yeah. Texter five. Well, then again, just we just need to act like beer is like everybody's on board with it. It's like a no brainer. And again, make UK come out and be like, well, the rich people can still have it, but not you normal folks unless it's a concert. Because wasn't that put on by UK? I mean, it's at UK. It's at Kroger Field. Yeah, that was put on by UK. But what is the difference? There is none. One is like it's student athletes versus a pro- professional entertainer. Well, guess what? Will Levis is a professional entertainer. Yep, he gets paid to play football at the University of Kentucky. Hmm. Good point about the Leonard Miller. He's a freak. I think he'd be really, really good. If you could definitively get it, but you're you're right to maybe be a little snake but bit having to deal with a situation like that again. Mm-hmm. Texter says friendship ended with Antonio Reeves, Baylor, Shireman, new best friend. <laughs> we did move pretty quickly with all that. Scooch, what do you think of Baylor Shireman? You watched them at South Dakota State. Yeah, I don't really remember too much of it. I do think Nick's assessment that he's uh like what's his head from the office. Jim Halpern. Yeah, I think he does look just like him, for what it's worth. Now, I've only seen – I mean, I don't really remember him. You know, when you watch South or North Dakota State in the NCAA tournament, you're not, like, looking at the players for potential transfer moves next year, you know? So I don't really remember him. Yeah, and he still is uh, – has his name in the draft, right? But, I mean, he is coming off two seasons straight where he shot north of 40 from three, so – I do. I do know that it's a guy Kentucky could need. It'd be a great use. addition. Yeah. I'd still, again, gonna say it, broken record. I'd still want one more player, but almost seems like if you get Shireman, that may be it. If you got Shireman and Reeves, though, that, like that is such a deep, consistent team. Your question would be, do you have the star power? And maybe Casey Wallace or Livingston could get that for you. Uh, you have the star power in the National Player of the Year, I guess, if that tickles your fancy. But in terms of freak athletes, I understand that. But then you get topping more minutes, calling another year. Could be fun, folks. Could be a lot of fun. I know right now being miserable and sad is much more in, but I think you're a shireman away from things getting a little wacky. Texts are on the Thorns text line. Says, imagine the passing. Sorry to interrupt you. Wheeler and Shireman, like, who, who wouldn't want to play with that group? You'd have two of the better passers in college basketball on the same team in the same lineup. And then you bring in Fred. Let's say you do Wheeler, Frederick, 
Shireman out on the floor together. Then you have two amazing passers, and you have two dudes that shot over 44% from three. Pretty good. I mean, it's just... And then Oscar Sheboy inside, National Player of the Year. Got to guard him. You do need to guard that guy. <laughs> and what do teams want to do with Oscar? Double down. If you oh. had... The only question is, is can Toppin or Collins consistently hit jumpers enough? Yeah. Toppin was fine. Yeah. It's not the prettiest he, thing he, in the he world. He improved dramatically. And I don't think Collins was bad. We probably just didn't get a large enough sample size. But you get a summer of Wheeler, Collins, and Toppin. Hell, throw Oscar in there, too. You guys are just shooting long jumpers in practice all summer. 1,000 until you get blisties on your hands. Because you get those guys that knocking down shots, and it truly is just completely and totally unguardable. It'd be a lot of fun. All right, continue with the text. On the Thornton's text line, reading Kyle Tucker's tweet on Shireman on what he's looking for sounds like UK or Duke. Well, folks, I've got some good news because yesterday Duke picked up um, Harvard. Yeah, yeah. Basically a worse Shireman is what many people are calling him. Worse Baylor. Uh, six foot six, two hundred twenty pounder that spent the last four years at Harvard. Kale catching shots sixty or excuse me, thirty six percent from three uh, last year. I'd love to the the, the Shire Tommy Amaker dynamics in this. Did did Tommy Amaker give his blessing? Uh, we know Coach K has no problem spurning Tommy Amaker at Duke expense. Yeah, or was this a, just another? Another knife twist for Dude, old Tommy. They must really hate Tommy Amaker. <laughs> no, and Tommy Amaker, he seems like a nice guy, but he was just like, yeah, he's yeah. a good school, go. I'm sure also, he he must like it there at Harvard. He's been there a while. He's having success. Yeah, I'm sure he probably would have liked it better at Duke. <laughs> they make him feel smart at Harvard. Oh, he's not? Uh, no, they make him feel smart. Okay. That's why he likes being around. He probably likes going to country. I bet you the head coaches at Harvard get pretty – Cool country club memberships there, right? They've got to have their own on campus. Would be like a good, you know, use your on three network and like that would be a good story. Just like the random perks of small time athletics, high society living in the Ivy League. And you can get bribed to bring uh, rich kids on campus and double your salary for a year. Not like you're gonna have to go to jail or anything. But the transfer portal's so hard. How are we ever gonna navigate it? 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We love Thornton's. You do, too. We shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Didn't realize Carl Towns shoots 40% from three for his career. He won the three-point contest this year. Also didn't realize that his rookie year, he shot 34% on one attempt per game from three. Cal should have let him shoot at least one three a game in order to stretch the floor more. I also forget that Aaron only shot 31 from three on five attempts a game. Well, the five attempts per game is probably going to bring that number down a little bit. And how many of those were most likely just kind of bailout ones. But Uh, uh, should he have probably shot more threes? Yes. Are we also talking about a season seven years ago? Yes. No, uh, because people forget that Carl Towns wasn't very good for half of that season. He he was still good. He was good, but he wasn't. Yes, he wasn't seven years into the NBA good at well, his first two months into college basketball. And uh, there was definitely a turning point during SEC play, and this happened with a lot of UK bigs. Towns and Autobio for sure. Because hindsight is always twenty twenty with the real successful NBA guys. But, like, bam, it was actually the, the most basketball article, like X's and O's things I've ever written was – on Bam Autobio's development, and it's archived on KSR, and I think the gifts are probably not working anymore since we got ball on three. But Bam kind of stunk 
for the first half of that season. And it took him a little while to understand spacing and how to use his feet to be able to like not, just not bully his way to getting points inside. And I think the same thing could be said by Towns as far as towards the end of the year, he knew how to manipulate his body and his defender's body to be able to just basically get a bucket inside whenever UK needed mm-hmm. it. That was not the case for the first half of the season. He had some early struggles. And I, I think in Cal's mindset – you need to figure out how to score from two feet before you can figure out how to score from 25 feet. And also, we've got a bunch of really good dudes on this team. We don't need you shooting threes. So yeah. I'm not going to be mad at Cal for not letting Carl shoot threes because if you if y'all watch that, he did that documentary when he was in high school where it was like an hour long, and it showed, I mean, he was money from three. It's not like he was ever a bad shooter, uh, but he just did everything in high school. So, like, yes. Would it have been, you know, he probably fired up a few prayers late in the shot clock. Would it have been nice? Yes, but I understand why, because learning how to perfect his postgame was much more important for that team's success. And you know what? If they went to Towns more early and often in that Wisconsin game, then maybe that season ends differently. Only thing I'd push back on was the little hyperbole and the struggles of Bam and Towns early in the season. But your overall sentiment, well taken, well stated. And those are relatively like struggles, quote unquote. Sure. I mean, yeah. But in the grand theme of what they turned into, yeah, they did struggle there. Pretty. I just think, yeah, sure, on a team that was dominating as much as they were, what's the harm in Towns shooting a couple threes just to see how it'd go? Um, but yeah, you know, that team was dominant. They won 38 <laughs> games straight. I had a pretty funny situation with Bam last night. So I Googled. I was not. It would have been a lot cooler if I was. Um, So I Googled Cody Zeller, or Googled. I tweeted, I searched on Twitter Cody Zeller because I was like, what's he been up to lately? There was like five or six different people on Twitter calling out Bam. They were like, what the hell is he doing? He's playing like Cody Zeller out there. Like from several different accounts. It was pretty hilarious. Wow. Shots fired (laughs) at Cody Zeller. That's right. Always get the Cody so and Tyler is, Zellers mixed up. Did he um, – he's out of the league, right? Cody? Yeah. He played for Portland this year. Oh, yeah. Am I getting the Zeller? I think I'm getting my Zellers easy mixed to, up. Easy to mix them so up. Many, yeah. Just like the Plumleys. Z- Cody Zeller definitely got drafted above people he shouldn't have been drafted above, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because the four, five, six of that year's draft was Nerlens Noel, Alex Lynn, and Cody Zeller. God, what a horrible draft. Yeah. It's <laughs> such a bad draft. Woo! Woof. All right, let's go to our last break. One more thing on Mark Emmert, though. Is there any doubt, too, like whoever does take over for him, I would almost guarantee we'll have a quote, something along the lines of like, yeah, you know, we had a lot that we had to sort. Like, I, the office was a mess. Like, there was a lot that we had to figure out. It was not well kept. We They had no plans for anything. This is – starting basically from square one. That's how bad of a job I bet he did, that whoever his successor will be will just be like, we're going to need some time. I'm also, yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to get like a long Pat Forty think piece on about how good this new guy is going to be. But it's going to take over under a year for the general public to turn on the new guy. You think so? Yeah. I don't would, know. Would you, would, you, would you say it would be, be less a, than a year? It, it will probably – the. The jury will probably be out on him when it's just announced. People will be like, "Oh, this is somebody that was against uh, nil." That blah blah blah. It, oh, so so people will under. be outraged. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. take the under, Bob. <laughs> or it'll be somebody that was like, "Well, you know, he's got some fresh ideas, and he'll get the media in his pocket, and they'll write the Pat Forty nice pieces or something mm-hmm. like that." But it'll depend. It'll just depend on who it is, and really, it, 
I think that last part was the most important, what the relationship is with the media. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody that because Emmer doesn't goes to Hooters with them, yeah. then it's going to be great. If it's not, then it's going to be terrible. But let's also not act like that these same people that are talking about the current state of college athletics weren't the same folks that were pushing for everybody needs to be eligible. Everybody needs to get paid. They I, we they should have known that this was going to happen. They're acting like they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Hmm. Not the smartest people either. Let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Ooh, I see one texter wants a goose update. Ooh. <laughs> Must not listen to the first hour, but I'll be happy to rehash it. No big deal. Everybody just set aside about 25 minutes, and I'll give you the goose update that we've been waiting for. We'll come back. We've got a lot of good texts to get to. 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Roll Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Time, time to taste the fruits and let the juices drip down my chin. I proclaim this the summer of joy. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. All right, serious question. I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody to get in trouble with anybody here. But are the Big X Sports Radio golf cards sold out? Uh, not that I've heard. They were saying on the Rutherford show they were, but I don't know if they were just saying that. I know I got a text a couple days ago because I was waiting on my brother to give me a number from Dugan saying, "Better tell him to hurry. They're going quick." Yeah, and do I? I'd spoken with Dugan last week, and I know that they were running very slim, but I did not know if that was just. Trevor was misinformed. He wouldn't have been misinformed on his birthday, would he? So a little little inside baseball. Early last week, there was about 38. Oh. so Okay, well, I got an update middle of last week, and it was lower. Okay. By, so, good, by a good chunk. Hurry. So that, enough where I was like, okay, I could believe that we could be out by this point. Yeah. All right. Well, Try calling today. Justin, don't ever mention the word golf cart again. You hear Never, me? Never. Ever. By the way, the lottery is almost like half a bill. Yeah, that's my de- turn today. Justin, did you get any on Saturday? Oh, we're going to yeah. get South End tickets. We may have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> the one perk we, of the South End. We may have lottery a chance. tickets popping on we, Dixie Highway. We may have a chance. Yeah, you remember remember Roush? My out of my five plays, four of them were either one or fifteen as the Powerball number. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Trevor commented on that. Oh. People forget that. People do forget that. People do forget that. Um, so, Big Exports Radio Golf Card. You might be able to get one still. You might not. BigExportsRadio.com. <laughs> we'll get an update today. There's a couple of courses on there. Yeah, they're good. They're fun. Santa Claus. Huh. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring up something briefly before we wrap up the Thorns text line. Uh, our guy Darian Kennard. His draft stonks have been about the same for a year now. He's probably going to be a second rounder. Might not even be the first Wildcat pick, but he's going to be a second rounder. And he he said 
going into draft prep that he wanted to show more personality. And for some folks, they got a little triggered when he uh, he wore a USA bandana. No, it wasn't the USA bandana. It was some like um, it was a spoof on. It was Trader Joe's. It was a Trader Joe's shirt, but not the restaurant. It was like Trader. Oh, and like, it was like a I don't like Joe Biden shirt. Sure. Yeah, and um, how most people spell that word, anyways. Right. Right. Um, and well. When, when, when John Hale asked him about it at the Combine, there was uh, very much some, like, Darren Kennard's like, it's just a shirt. That's my opinions, you know. And, of course, he got pushed a little, like, so you think COVID was fake, huh? And it was, like, a little contentious. And you're like, oh, gosh. Um, and I, I'm sure Darian did not appreciate that that very much. But when he said he wanted to show personality, he went on the, the Big Boys Club show, which – Essentially, he was training with the best offensive linemen in this draft class. Evan Neal, Charles Cross, uh, Stuber from Michigan, um, and and Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Good group. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be the top offensive linemen, uh, or s- some of the top offensive linemen pick. And they train with this guy, Duke Manyweather, who's considered the top offensive line trainer. So Jeff Schwartz brings his Fox Sports TV crews, and they made a 45-minute show. And... I got to say, I I didn't know, like, Darian's always pretty, I don't want to say serious with the media, but he's pretty matter-of-fact, straightforward with us. And he's just a goofball. Like, not the entire time, but he's a lot of fun in this 45-minute program on YouTube. Just Google Big Boys Club. We've got it up on KSR. But it's really, it's a well-done, not only just from a, they educate you well on what it takes to be an offensive lineman, where... Just going to the board and saying, okay, so what happens if the defense gives you this look? It's like, all right, we've got to do an alert to Jordan squeeze. Mm, we've all been there. Yeah, um, which makes sense as offensive linemen. you got to squeeze quite a bit mm-hmm. um, when you're that big of boys. But it, it does a good job not only showing you uh, what it takes from the mental side of it, the physical meat. The, the, you've got the meathead side of it, like physically assaulting another human and getting away with it. You know, Stuff like that. Um, Charles Cross – Talked about having to eat 10,000 calories a day uh, there for a while at Mississippi State, just where he just got tired of eating. Sounds amazing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds exhausting, too. I mean. um, But they also do the kind of the sap stories. Uh, and sometimes you're like, okay, really? We've got to have the the sob. Like, it's like us watching Survivor. We've got to know everybody's sob story. But, like, Kennard, you, kn- you always knew that he talked about how much his mom, like, meant to him. But he really opened up more that I hadn't seen before where he talked about an abusive father and how his mother just, they had to do whatever they could to get a relationship. She was waiting tables, stripping, doing whatever to get out of that. And they're out of that situation. And now he's going to be able to protect her. And he's like, I think part of the reason why I'm a good protector is because I treat my offensive line like family. Like I'm, I'm here to protect everybody. The quarterback. My mother, like that, it's one and the same. It's my job to be the man of the house, and and that's why I think I'm, I was an all American. So, um, it, that's it's cool. It, it's a, it's a good watch, and uh, if you got forty five minutes, it's 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 as good as anything you'll binge on Netflix. Well, you can't in good faith say that you don't know everything on Netflix. A lot of good shows. Nobody knows everything. on It Netflix. is shocking all the shows on Netflix. Yeah. I was actually thinking the same thing, and so much of it's original. Well, and did you hear how much money they lost? 
I did. Yeah, well, and it's actually, because, I did not hear how much money, but I heard that they lost a ton of money. How much was it? Four hundred million. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. Netflix. Four hundred million right now. Yeah, um, oh, lottery. And part of it is just like, hey, um, just buy all the shows that people like. You don't need to make a new thing for everybody. Like we don't. I don't turn on Netflix to watch the new hour long drama. I've never just unprovoked watched a show on Netflix that was not recommended. I've never been like, hey, wow, this Viking Quest show looks amazing. I'm going to watch it. I have somebody, something has to pass the smell test for me to get to it. I will do unprovoked, maybe Netflix movies. Mm. Um, Same. When like the trailer like, does enough for without, me without without it being recommended, yeah. Oh, so you live or, life on the wild. Side. Or I'll see a trailer on Twitter that I'm like, this looks good enough, and it has enough people in it. And the big thing for me, Justin, on Netflix movies is I know that if I don't like it, it's just a movie. It's not. That's true. It's a good point. Well, it's, so if you don't like it, you commit through it. Well, but uh, no, but I can it's turn just it off. That. It's two hours, worst case. It's not a series where they might give me one episode and I might come back for more. If it doesn't get me in the first 15, 20 minutes, I'm out. You just see, but see I don't want to see that's that's the last thing that I want to do. We're getting way off the rails here, but that's it's the Wednesday. last thing I want to do. If I, if that's why I just won't click on a movie for that exact reason that like 20 minutes in, I mean, that's I'm rare that that gonna, happens. I'm but. not going to want to watch it, which is why I'm just like, well, then I'm not even going to give it a shot, which really you probably should just have that mindset of like, hey, TJ, just put it on. And if in 20, 25 minutes, you're not captivated then just move on but then i feel like well what if that 26 minute is when it all just went wacky and like i would have loved it i'm i'm the that's only why i don't like the start because i'm scared i'm oh well you're missing out either way i guess do you ever turn on their trash tv shows no i do all of them did you watch the cake one no no, <laughs> no. i watched the fours lava one for like one bit and i was like yeah this is this is too trash for me there's I'll, not enough physical violence I, here. I watch all of, like the loved ones. Oh, all you their, watch those? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, they're good. Uh, I did unprovoked watch some of the cooking ones too, like around the holiday season, because I'll just watch all of the holiday stuff that they have. It's like, ooh, uh, like the Nailed It show. Yes. Yeah. Wife watches those. Yeah, you can get me on those. I, I watch some of the ones on the Cooking Channel. Christmas and Halloween, I'll watch it. There's those a spring one though. They do so many of them though. It's like, well. Again, it kind of goes back to our survivor conversations we've had. It's like you do so many of them. If you win, like, oh, I won season one million of this show. Speaking of survivor, it's Wednesday. Woo! Cheap, cheap to make. They are cheap to make. Yeah. Oh yeah, Survivor. We do have that, and they get good. They get good reviews. By the way, somebody texted me personally, not on the text line, and said that they were watching. Baylor's Instagram live video last night, and he was rapping I Rock Kentucky Blue five times in 10 minutes. Wow. According to somebody that I trust. Does he happen to carry a big bag? Or is it Gus? If it's Gus, then it's, I don't no. trust him. Okay, no. good. No, no big bag, thank, no Gus. Thank goodness. If it was Gus, then we might have just lost Baylor. Have you ever hopped on any of those Instagram live videos? No. But yeah, at some at some point, but not probably in years. The only one that was remarkable in any way for that I can recall something happening where I was like, oh, was when JJ Weaver went live during the bowl game this year. And he it 
he had just woke up from a nap because he got COVID like the day before, which sucks. How much of that? Like you're down there at the Citrus Bowl, getting ready to have a good time, and then just bam, nailed by COVID. Wouldn't be good. That would suck. Felt bad for him. He's like waking up to figure out what's going on in the game. Jeez. That sucks. It does suck. Like Kentucky was winning though, so. And they did win. Yeah. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text. A lot of texture says, hey, gents, no trickle-down goodness, but electric environment in Memphis for the NBA playoffs. You were with Calipari. Thinking I would get mugged with a Wolves hoodie and Ant jersey, but Memphis folks just came and said sorry. Although the night is still young and Memphis is wild after the win, keep up the good work, Rocket City Rob. Hope Hope you made it out. Hope you saw the morning, Rocket City Rob. Man, I did think of him when Ja hit that layup. I was like, that sucks. I think he was at the game. I was knee-deep into REM cycle. Did um, have you did you go to the NCAA tournament in Memphis? No. Have you been to Memphis for, for a, a li- night out? For a Liberty Bowl, no, not as a 21-year-old. Uh, I, eh. You know who's a big no. – uh, Memphis, like going out on the town fan, is our, our guy Lonnie. Lonnie loves going to Memphis. We were having a conversation about going to the Grove this year. He's like, "Oh, I'll stay in Memphis, go have a good time." Man. Well, when we when I covered, that's when I kind of had to think about did we go out in Memphis? We stayed in Southern Memphis, but we didn't go out. So, like, no, yeah, haven't, Not in, haven't it, been to Beale Street, and that's no Southern Miss either. Southern Memphis, Not oh, had Hattiesburg. Yeah, I've never places popping. No, I don't think I've ever been to Hattiesburg. I was, I was pretty nervous about that game at Southern Miss, especially losing to them the year before. Yeah, and it was a thousand degrees out. Huh? Yeah, first but career highlight for Josh Pascal. Cats played well. Smashed it. Did what they needed to do. Took mm-hmm. care of business. Texter says the real battle Roush lost at home is that he was trying to keep the Duke tradition going and hoping the baby would come out as a boy and naming him later. But his wife wasn't having it. It'll be something associated with Louisville this time. Congrats on the second kid, Roush. Suck it. I think you got to name him DJ Wildcat Wagner Roush. That'll get him. And you, that's making headlines, first off. And then secondly, DJ Wagner would be like, oh, well, I mean, Wildcat. It's not Cardinal, you know? Like, a, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this kid to get made fun of his entire life. Again, it's kind of like the statue thing. Put the ball in their court, yep. make them have to be the bad guy. So do you think Baker Mayfield's ever going back to Oklahoma with that statue, though? Oh, I didn't see it. He got a statue. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so me, let's, get re- let's get real. Real oh, time yeah. reaction. It's oh, Baker bad. Mayfield statue. <laughs> it's uh, the picture they have of it, too. Baker's looking at it like, oh, God, this isn't me. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. Look at the face. The it's face a, okay. looks nothing the like The picture him. of him standing next to it. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I'm seeing two. The one where he's doing the Heisman pose, him standing next to it. They they unveiled that over the weekend at the Oklahoma Spring Game. But, like, this one doesn't look bad. You see? That terrible radio. It doesn't look as bad, but with the bright lights on the front of it. But, like, this looks – oh, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Like, like that, that does look that, bad. That profile version yeah. of it does look very bad. Because it all, it also makes him look like he played in the 1950s, exactly. where everybody had the square jaw lines. Yep. It was like that's the kind of statue you would have of Paul Horning, not of Baker Mayfield, who does not have a square jaw line. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that other one that popped up with the the one with the headband. Yeah, yeah, that one's okay. 
Because he, and that's why it does make it look like he has an enormous forehead because they put the headband on. How, how many freaking statues is this guy getting? It's the same one, just different angles. That's just how bad it looked when they initially unveiled it and had the bright lights on him. Oh, okay. They did it at night, gotcha. which I don't know why they did it at night either. Uh, the one that, the, the, once they have it like in the park or whatever, I think it looks all right. But the one that the picture of him on stage it just looks so, so bad. Look, doesn't look anything like him. Yeah. Significantly bigger, too, you know? A texture, 502-414-1450, says, Nick worried about using all of the white guy adjectives yet was checking them off the list. Crafty, skill, excellent shooter, good shoulders. All right, good does shoulders a, is not in there. Does, it was the European thing. Does, does a little bit of everything. Basketball genius, TJ. Not pl- Hey, 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 hey. That was, that's, that's, not a, that's not specific to... Uh, we're gonna have to blow the whistle on you, oh, Texter. We might have to. Not playing above the rim. Okay, that's just yeah. He doesn't play above the rim. Uses body well. Nick's a big Shireman fan. Big surprise. He says in parentheses racist, but I don't think basketball genius is. I don't think not playing above the rim is either. That's just the, the, not the way he plays. All right, who do you think are some of the smartest basketball players of all time? Reed Travis went to Stanford. Steve People Nash, forget that. obviously, you got to have him there. Larry Bird was known for his basketball <laughs> brilliance. <laughs> what? Sean Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like the Kobe's of the world, the Michael Jordans of the world, like yeah. they were basketball geniuses. Magic? That's why they called him Magic. Yeah, well, that was because the magic tricks he'd do to confuse defenders. <laughs> uh, where, where's the ball? Where's the butt behind your ear? <laughs> 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 Kirby, hey Kirby, following up on the Hatfield's hot take, he recently had a hot take about how they drove up price on Auburn for Pearl and already beating them in recruiting and how funny it was and how funny it was was classic. KP is going to recruit, but if you're U of L, you still want Pearl now and you would have done anything to get him at the time. These blank and bakers everywhere for Louisville never cease to amaze me. Good, good text, Kirby. We appreciate you sending it they, in. They also just know that they never had a chance to get him. A lot of them, so they're, that's their well, spin. Not what they were saying at the time, which is which is funny. They they're they're fans, Kirby, and we're fans too. But I I would at least like to think we're slightly more self aware. But who really knows? Yeah. John here. Hey, John. Good morning, sports fans. You know when it's all said and done, the one thing the NBA gets right for sure is who the true champ is at the end of the playoffs. Unlike other tournament formats where it's one-game scenario, the NBA takes away the second-guessing by having the best-of-seven series. Same with MLB and NHL. I really enjoy the best-of-seven. Do you guys agree? We'll have to go talk to you later. Well, We know Scoots doesn't. Do not agree. That goes for all sports, by the way. It is true that the NCAA basketball tournament's the worst way to crown a champion, but it's also why it's the most fun people watch. Yeah. don't watch college basketball all season, but you like can't get enough of it in March. It's because the stakes are so high. I wish the Final Four was best two out of three, but they will never do that. I don't really have a major issue with it, but I would want, like, okay, everybody – you survived the craziness for four games. Now let's actually find out between the four of you who the who the best team is. Or what if they did a round robin best four? Round of robin final four. You played everybody, top two records advance. Prefer round blue jay. 
Okay, TJ Walker, the goose talker. We need an update on the magical geese and, and their mysterious disappearance. We'll go back and listen to hour one. Yep, it's on the Cornbread Hemp Podcast. <laughs> I like the goose talker. That's goose talker good. is funny. Yeah. Uh, and they they have flown, they've hopefully found another lake. Hopefully. After being at a place for 28 freaking years, some border collie scares them to another lake. They don't know the coyote scene at their new lake. They could get picked off left and right, but they had a good setup at the lake. Although the thing, I, I don't know why they flew away. They could just stay in the middle of the pond. That dog just runs around in circles. It's not going to get in the it water. barks at him. Yeah. But, like, you know, geese kind of uh, dumb. Okay, and if geese, if it does get into the water, then, like, you're going to be able to You've got an advantage. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Geese. This also reminds me of uh, whenever animal battles were popular during COVID radio. Mm. Who would win in a fight? There's a TV show on animal battles. Yeah, wasn't that on History Channel? It's pretty good. Disco- Discovery. Yeah, Discovery. They'd like make the animatronic mm-hmm. ones, but yep. they'd do like the, oh gosh, like 10 year old TJ. Was, it, was his favorite it was awesome. Show in the yeah. World. <laughs> I loved it too. I loved it too. Yeah. It was like, I always did want to know who'd win between yeah. a tiger and an alligator. <laughs> <laughs> So it kind of depends on where this fight's going to take place. Because <laughs> if an alligator then, gets caught in a tree with a tiger, it's in big trouble. I loved it at the very end of that show, too. They would do an an, like an animated simulated yes. deal where they would show them fighting. Yeah. It's just always so ridiculous. Yeah, generally just like a leg gets torn off. Oh, the the other good one was similar. They would have like Genghis Khan versus Attila the Hun. Or, you know, they, they would have the different types of warriors from th- over the years, and then they would... These are the weapons they would use. I've seen dinosaurs as well. Dinosaurs? That'd be pretty sweet, too. Mm -hmm. That's clearly a Wednesday on today's Kentucky Roll Call. (laughs) Um, Iverson Molinar, he is staying in the draft. No college for him anymore. In a different world, different time. Would have, could have, would have. He'll go there with Scottie Pippen Jr. of like, huh. Felt like we would have liked to had you. Never really worked out. Yeah, but it was fun. He was, he was a pretty good player. Pretty yeah, good player. He was really good. SEC had some really, really good individual talent and several good teams, but uh, should be the case this upcoming season as well, I would think. Texter says, 502-414-1450. Emmert says he'll retire next June or until they find his replacement. It could be a while, Roushey. It could yeah. be earlier than next June. Yeah, could be. I appreciated Dan Wetzel having uh, – his his the headline of his article was Emmert's career will end as a well he'll be known as a well paid president liked by nobody. <laughs> he had no support from Gosh, anybody. You'd want him to just like on the way out be like, you know what? How can I make this right? Let's get somebody in here that will be a bit the, more The part that I don't understand willing is to how embrace the, these changes. If if he had support from no conference officials or major conference people or commissioners or anything, then how, why were presidents continuing to vote for him? That's the part that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it, the truth is he had friends. They just were happy to use him as the scapegoat, and maybe he was happy yeah. to do it, and everybody got rich. Texture says, stock market's getting crushed. Give me some stonks. Very interested in Scoot's stonk advice. Yeah, you spelled stonks wrong Yeah, multiple times in that text. It's your brother. Give him crap. What's your stonks advice? Oh, John, Johnny and I are just polar opposites where he checks stonks every two seconds. And I just... Well, that's a good way to lose money. Don't even know what my stonks are even doing. I think, I'll talk to my mom about stonks like once every two... Yeah. Once every 
Good way to lose money, Johnny. What stonks are you in on right now, Scoots? Uh, so I am in, I got back in on Plug Power yesterday. Oh. Um, it, it's down there pretty juicy. And also DraftKings. I don't know what the hell's going on with DraftKings, but it's, Michael it has likely never been juicier than it is now. So Plug Power and DraftKings. There you have it. Good to know. Texter on the Thorns text line says, a lot of people comparing players that have been in the league for years to how they played in one year of college. Yeah, that's a very good point. Very good point, Texture. Yeah, it's it's a it's a silly exercise. It happens though, and it's tougher to do the more they get separated from their college years. And you know, sometimes you'll see like Demarcus Cousins and be like, "Man, he was so good." It's like, well, he wasn't doing the same. Like he hit this little high fade floater sort of deal, and he never did that shot at UK. But you could be like, you could misremember that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy to do. A lot of players, a lot of years, it runs together. Brad is a basketball Einstein. <laughs> Mark Pope was a Rhodes Scholar. Patrick Sparks is a chess grandmaster. That one's getting a little close. <laughs> <laughs> and one texture says Hong Kong. Beep beep. Uh, all right. Do we? What do we got? What else? What? What do we miss? What do we got? Nothing. What do we miss? What do we got? End of the show. Right. All right. Uh, that means we did what we were supposed to do. Wow. Wow. Survivors happening tonight. Is uh, Big Jonathan? Is he going to last? Surprise! Nobody's gunning for him. But he's lost all the individual challenges. I think maybe he's doing that on purpose. That Tori chick, though, she's surprising me. I'm, I'm glad because she's I'm a, she, a huge fan of her, and she's Same. very unlike. Like my wife does not like her. She's very she, girls don't like her. Yeah, <laughs> girls don't like her. It's because Are they she, threatened. It's because she's a therapist, and you know, she's attractive. She is totally and completely like manipulative and crazy. And I have no doubt that in her real life she uh, is the exact same way. She talks like such a therapist in those travels too. Yeah. Where it's like, why don't you just not be a therapist when your discussions? And, and I do think she's good at planting seeds and working people. Probably not as good as she actually thinks that she is. But I love when she unintentionally talks down to people. Oh yeah, so yeah. condescending in yeah. so many ways, and doesn't really realize I, it. I would. We we've been missing this talk lately, but um, the who who's uh, I, gosh, I'm struggling with her name. Where she has all of the advantages right now. Oh, oh Drea, Drea, that's my girl. She is. I I right now she is. She's played everything so perfectly. I can just totally see her messing this up though. I, and I appreciate that she is kind of cold and heartless and doesn't take motions into consideration whatsoever. I like people who play like that. She's the opposite of old Marianne, but I just know that Dre is going. She's going to have all of this ammo on her side and just mess it up. We'll see. It's going to be going to be exciting gonna, night. It will be good old fashioned TV. All right, uh, we will be back tomorrow, seven a.m. Uh, what NBA games we got tonight? I feel like we got to give somebody a pick. I don't have any picks. I've been so on fire with NBA games, too. <laughs> oh, no, you haven't. <laughs> Do we have a game? Do we know? I mean, there's games every night. Uh, it is Wednesday. There is two games. Bulls, Bucks, Nuggets, Warriors. Uh, Bucks and Warriors close it out. Yeah, don't do. overthink it. Yeah, yeah, they do. Money on it. Gosh, Golden State's a nine-point favorite, too. Milwaukee's a 12-point favorite, so not a good NBA night. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll be back on Thursday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Caleb.